Howdy, and welcome to the Aggie Greats podcast. My name is Kenner, and I'm so glad you joined us this week as we dive deep to understand what makes the great great. Here on Aggie Greats, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to live life to the fullest. We're so glad you're along for the journey, so let's pursue greatness. Well, howdy, and welcome back to the Aggie Greats podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the concept of failing better. Not necessarily avoiding failure, but doing it in a way that's actually productive and in a way that can help us grow from the failures, rather than just continually making the same mistakes over and over and over and not learning from them. And I think it's something to note that you know some of the greatest successes of the world, from Olympians to politicians to business leaders and innovators, they were always preceded by incredible failures. And deep down, I think we know this is true, but even in our own lives, we're still trying to avoid failure and see it as something like a plague, something that we're trying to completely eliminate. Some, somehow, you know, I think that we feel as if we've done something wrong to have faced so many challenges in our lives. I think sometimes we get this concept of man, you know, if I keep running into all these problems, if I keep having all these failures, I'm doing something wrong. But in fact, the challenges are honestly the reason that we're even who we are today. And I think that that's something that we've grown from. We become how we respond to those failures. And so rather than seeing failure as something that is negative, recognize that it's the preparation, not necessarily the punishment for doing something wrong. And that's a mind shift that I had to have as I started growing up and got involved in the sport that I play, which is tennis. And I think it's really funny because I'm a very type A perfectionist type of person. But in reality, tennis is one of those sports where it's known as the game of errors. And so it's funny how a game that is completely against my personality type, I love to make sure I do everything right. But honestly, tennis is about just doing a little bit less wrong than your opponent. Um, And so it's funny to be part of that, but it also gives me a really interesting perspective about, okay, failure is an inevitable part of my sport. It's an inevitable part of my life. How can I turn that and transform that into something that is going to benefit me as an athlete and as a student? Studies continually show that making mistakes is essential in the learning process. And not only does it help you notice common errors, but it also helps you recognize how to avoid them and then how to succeed from those. Take, for example, some of the greatest athletes and innovators. People that I look up to, for example, Michael Jordan or Walt Disney. If you look back at Michael Jordan's history, it's not all just a growth story from just the bottom up. He's taken, he was not only cut from his high school team, but You know, his coaches were labeling him as someone who's too short or, you know, he lacked the skills and the finesse of being a real basketball player. Um, And, you know, he went back home, he cried a little bit, but he never used this as a reason to give up. In fact, he got many opportunities to continue to compete. He continued to work on his skills and on his craft. And, you know, despite the, the growth and the development that he's had in his career, you know, now that he got to, you know, arguably one of the best basketball players in, you know, of all time, he 
even then, on the global stage, he said, and this is one of my favorite quotes, he said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again, and that is why I succeed. Think about that for a moment. One of the most successful athletes of all time recognizes that failure is an inevitable part of his success story. And I don't want you to get lost in the concept of, oh, he's just messed up a lot. Everybody's messed up. Like I said in the in the beginning, Olympians, politicians, business leaders, entrepreneurs, people who are taking risks have all lost something and have all faced challenges in their story and their growth process to get to where they are today. I also brought up Walt Disney, who I look up to, not because of you know the amazing storylines that he's been able to create, but just because of his passion for what he does and his ability to take that passion and to turn it into something that makes a difference in the lives of millions of people. Something that a lot of people don't know is that even Walt Disney, who has one of the most successful business enterprises of all time, he lost the rights to his first successful cartoon. His first successful cartoon was called Oswald the Rabbit. And because of a faulty contract, because he didn't write it properly, he completely lost the rights to that cartoon. And so a lot of people who don't embody this mindset of failing forward take this failure and almost let it define them and consume them and become who they are rather than recognizing, you know what, I'm going to learn from this mistake and you know i'm glad that i made this mistake now because now when i when i move forward and i get to be bigger i'm not going to make the same mistake and so i think you know not only is that those perfect examples of failure but also take for example startups the statistic for startups is honestly kind of disheartening 90% of all startups fail and you know, when we dig into the reasons for such a high statistic, Fortune, uh, the Fortune magazine took that honestly, the the 42% of the reason that startups fail is because they make products that nobody wants. And so, and I guess to quote that, they say a lack of a market need for their product as the single biggest reason for their failure. So I bring this up not just because. Uh, well, because we're we're a podcast focused on student-athlete success. And so a lot of people here, especially with NIL contracts coming out and with people wanting to go and start their own business, start their own brand, this is a reality that you have to face. 90% of these startups, whether that's something from a Instagram marketing campaign or from a you know a, a podcast <laughs> i don't know you know these 90 percent of them fail and a lot of it's because they don't have a strong understanding of you know who their market is and i think that that is okay and as long as you recognize that you know this failure is a part of the process rather than just trying it once and then being like well i tried and it didn't work let's move on Take what you learned from that failure. Maybe you started something. Maybe you started a project and it just didn't go anywhere. Redefine that market. Redefine and go back to the drawing board and look at who was I actually targeting in this. And then use that to grow and to start another startup. Just because you start one and it fails doesn't mean that you don't try ten more times. Because then at least one out of ten will work 
hypothetically. Um, so when we look at this concept of failing forward, there are a few steps that you can take to fail forward better. And the first step is to, first of all, identify the failure. A lot of times people just take these failures and they completely ignore them. And this is exactly where you go wrong. And that in itself is a failure because by not recognizing what the failure is and taking steps to solve it, then you're not making any progress. The second is to communicate about the failure. So not only are you recognizing, hey, here's where I failed, but now you are taking steps to resolve the issue. You're communicating exactly what went wrong and how you can improve it. Step three is to understand the failure. So like I said, not only are you, you're not keeping the failure in a box, you're, you're allowing other people to see it, you're recognizing it, you're owning your own failures. I think that's another thing that a lot of people aren't willing to own their failures. Recognize that failing isn't bad, it's a process and it's a step to becoming uh, a better student athlete and to become a better person. And then the last step four is to take action. And I think this is the most important because you can do all the work to, you know, set up the project, make the failure, and then recognize what it is. But if you don't do anything about it, then all that work's wasted. And I think that as we go on to become better business leaders, whether that's on your team, whether you become a team uh, a team captain or a team uh, leader, or whether you go on to become a business leader, recognize that culture is critical for failing, failing forward uh, within the workplace. Uh, a Harvard Business Journal author stated that only leaders can create and reinforce a culture that counteracts the blame game and makes people feel both comfortable with and responsible for surfacing and learning from failures. Now, that's a very kind of a long sentence, but basically the whole point of this is that you need to create a culture that's not all about pointing fingers, but instead about figuring out why. And cultures that understand this and take steps to view failure as a learning opportunity and make that a part of the culture gives people permission and the sense of comfort that it's okay to take risks and to explore. And that's how innovation happens. People like Elon Musk, they take risks and they're willing to, you know, pay the dumb tax is what I, what I call it, or to make that mistake so that they can learn from it and grow from it. I think you know, when Thomas Edison was developing the light bulb, his, I think a lot of people have heard this. They said, I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. And so, you know, he was famous for never giving up in his search for the construction of the electric light bulb. And this concept of, you know, hey, sure, you could call it a failure, but he's learning all the ways that you could possibly do it wrong. And so it's a mindset. It's a shift that you have to make. But once you make that shift, it's going to have huge dividends in your growth as a person and as an entrepreneur and as a student athlete moving forward. Um, another way to encapsulate this concept of failing forward is to call it a growth mindset. And what that means is that you're or, you know, failing forward. Uh, these are all ways of saying the exact same thing, growing from those mistakes and not just letting it define who you are. Um, I think, you know, it's important. It might sound scary to kind of face these failures. Maybe you want to brush them under the rug and ignore them and act like they didn't happen. But if you want true freedom and control of your life, you have to face these fears. You have to face your fear of failure. 
and this mental block that you have around making mistakes. I have it, and if I have it, I know that a lot of you guys have the same problem. You know, we both struggle with failure. None of us want to be the guy who makes the mistakes. None of us wants to be the person who is the reason that the project didn't work. But at the same day, if you're just not willing to face those fears and to not take ownership for the mistakes that you made, then you're never going to progress and you're never going to grow um, as the person that God wants you to be. And so a lot of times also these fears are irrational and based on someone's need or the ego or that need for control. And when you're able to face those fears of failure and you're able to recognize, hey, this isn't what defines me, then you're able to take control back and actually move forward in peace. So everything that I just said to you guys today should be extremely encouraging. Recognize, hey, it's okay to make mistakes. I do it. You do it. We all make the same mistakes. But what happens and what defines those people who go on to be Olympians, the people who go on to be the Elon Musks, the people who go on to be the leaders, the Walt Disneys, they take this failure and use it as a stepping stone in their journey towards ultimate success. And so as long as you're failing forward, as long as you maintain this growth mindset, then you should embrace failure because it's a step that brings you, like I said, closer to where you're trying to get to be. And so if there's one thing that I wanted to leave you guys with this week, it's the idea that it's really important and I'm encouraging you guys to be intentional about learning from mistakes. Take those and maybe start writing them down. Be okay with facing them and with looking at them and being like, okay, these are what they are. So that's what I, that's all I have for you guys this week. If you guys want to grow and to start looking at material that's related to this topic, I would want to recommend John Maxwell's book. It's called Failing Forward, which is a concept that we talked about today, or another book called Fail Fast, Fail Often, and that's by Ryan. I can put those in the description if you guys want. Both of these books have really important insights into how to take failure and to grow from them. I gave a very brief rundown of kind of what they talked about in their books, but I definitely encourage you guys to read those and to grow from them. I know that these are, are going to make a big difference in your lives and taking this the time and steps to grow yourself and to read these materials is going to really pay off in the long run. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing week. And as always, thanks and gig em.